listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. And welcome back to another episode of the Astros Future Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jimmy Price, also known as Astros Future. You can find my work at AstrosFuture.com and find me on Twitter at Astros Future. I'm your other co-host, Kenny Van Doren. You can find me on Twitter at The Vandalorian. Today, we're sitting down with the, one of the Astros pitching prospects and owner of the best mustache in the Astros system, J.P. France. J.P., first, before getting further, I just want to ask, how's the, how's the offseason going for you? Oh, it's going good, man. Um, you know, we're starting to ramp up. I'm about three or four bullpens in. Um, yep, getting ready, getting ready for spring training mid uh, mid February. So is is this around the time that I mean, is it? Do you do you have like a set timeline? You know, this is when you start throwing again, or you take so many months off to to keep your arm fresh, or how do you do that? Yeah, um, usually October, November. I'll I'll won't touch a ball because that's that's the beginning of hunting season so i'll kind of <laughs> get um get my mind right getting in the woods with all that um kind of use that kind of as a reset um and then once december mid-december rolls around um i'll start tossing again getting back ramped up and then probably mid-january is when i'll start either having some guys stand in the box or toward the january um maybe face some college guys. I got a Methodist universities right behind the house from us. So I'll probably see if I can face some of those guys. So before we get any more into any baseball questions, I, I know you and your wife are expecting pretty soon. So are you fully prepared for fatherhood now? Oh yeah. It's uh man. It could, it could be tonight. It could be in two weeks. We don't know yet. Um, oh, wow. He's getting big. Um, so yeah, we got an appointment on, on Wednesday to kind of like track his growth to see, hopefully they say hey, it's, it's time. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Um, I'll hopefully soon, soon is better. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously because I'll, I'll be able to spend more time with him before I have to go to Springton. But, um, I know she, she's going to plan on maybe going down to Florida and probably staying there for a couple days. So take the baby with it, with her, um, just to kind of get him used to traveling because yeah. the first two months of his life, he'll be going from Atlanta to Florida to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Before I get into my, you know, my first question, uh, I remember I was, I was in Sugarland when you guys uh, did the uh, gender reveal and you, know, you had all your teammates going crazy. I know Anoli and uh, you know, he was kind of leading the charge there with the champagne bottles. You know, what, what was that kind of like to have that support from your teammates? And then do you have a name yet that you can tell us for your son? Yeah, his name's uh is gonna be Liam Patrick. The girl's name was super easy to kind of pick out. We were stuck between a couple different uh boy names. But yeah, we settled on on Liam Patrick. Um but then going back to the gender reveal, it was it's super fun. I wanted to kind of do something that was related to baseball, um, that the guys could kind of celebrate with me at the same time. Um because everybody knows to mid 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 season it starts to become a real grind so that was also something that i think was able to 
kind of get your, your mind off of baseball for a little bit, realize, hey, everybody that that plays, we, we do have a life outside of ball. So that's kind of what I wanted to do with that. And pivoting to, you know, to this off season, you know, following, you know, the, uh, a first full season in AAA, you know, everyone knows by now you got that call. You got put on the 40-man roster. But I heard that you were in a deer stand when you got the call. You were hunting at the time. You know, what, what was that kind of like? Can you walk us through that process and that phone call? Yeah, it was, it was a crazy day because that was actually – I got my first buck with a bow that day. Um, so the guys I was hunting behind the bow shop I worked at and called them, ended up – they ended up helping me track it. Um, and then as – one of the guys loaded up in their truck and I started loading all my gear and I noticed I had a missed call from a Houston number. I said, I was like, I kind of know what this about, but I'm not going to give my hopes up. So let me, <laughs> let me just give her a call back. And yeah, they ended up, I was on a 40 man. So yeah, it was, it was a day I'll never forget, man. Just for the fact that, that both of the things happened within 20 minutes of each other. It was, it was awesome. So you you had a, a really really good 2021. Uh, you guess you could call it a breakout season, but you followed up with a really good year last year. Was there any adjustments that you uh, adjustments you made after the 21 uh, season to kind of get you prepared for this last year? Um, I mainly just kind of tweaked mechanics. I wouldn't even say mechanics wise. It was just more about my body moved down the mound. I really think a big key into me going 2021 was just getting into better shape i mean in 2019 i was 215 pounds um not in the greatest of shape and then i came into the 2021 training um 190 pounds so i mean i think that for 21 i was able to move my body better go those longer distances stamina was built and then from that 2022 kind of just rode with that kept my diet up kind of I know I don't want to go back to where I was so I'm, I'm, my wife says that I'm, I'm almost OCD about it because I'll <laughs> I'll step on the scale as soon as I start seeing 199 200 I'm uh, I said I'm not going back to 215 so <laughs> by kind of riding that wave and then 2022 started moving down the mound a little better kind of learning how to feel my going down the mound and I think that's kind of what caused my uh, that little bit of velo jump that I had last year. So we're just kind of taking those two years, building off of that into this next season. So I know uh, you started the year really well and you were, you were doing the, the normal um, piggyback thing that the Astros do. You started some games, pitch and relief, and then later on in the year, the Astros moved you to the bullpen permanently. Uh, what were those conversations like when, when they kind of told you? I know we talked about it earlier in the year, but when they kind of told you that you were going to end up in the bullpen, um, how, how did that conversation uh, you know play out? Um. So, I mean, they did, they pulled me into the office um, and they were basically saying, hey, you've, you've proved to us you can start. You're, obviously, your numbers are, are where they need to be. Um, and at the same time, they were like, you got to realize what organization you're with. Look at the starters that we have up there right now. So, basically, by us moving you to the pen isn't a bad thing. It's more of we're trying to figure out what's the best route to get you up there because you're proving that us that you're you're pitching well enough to be up there we just we need to figure out how to that's kind of how that was and I was my my biggest thing was look I got pitches I said am I gonna are y'all gonna take any of these pitches away from me and they said no so I was like all right let's do it 
it, you know, finding that comfortability, I know, I know you, it was about a month or so that you were in the bullpen for the Space Cowboys, but, you know, was it kind of a, what was like the biggest adjustment, you know, moving from like starting a game to coming in maybe the seventh inning, the sixth inning? It was more of not so much the workload that I had to deal with. It was the fact that one minute you could be sitting in the bullpen, chatting with the guys, kind of just nice and relaxed. And four or five seconds later, hey, you got to get hot and you got to go. I think that was the biggest adjustment. And they kind of helped me the first probably two weeks with that. They would kind of say, hey, somebody's going to be going in if he gets in trouble. And then if he doesn't get in trouble, JP, you're going to have the next inning. And then, but that, like I said, that only lasted probably about two weeks. And then after that, after getting comfortable, being able to get hot faster, after that, it was just sink or swim. Here you go. Hey, J- hey, guys struggling. Hey, JP, get hot. That for me was the biggest, biggest adjustment. You mentioned the 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 spike in velocity, and uh, if I remember right, I think it was maybe around 95, 96. But do you think any of your stuff played up being able to pitch in those shorter outings? I know you got like five pitches, and you like to throw them all, and uh, it can be a benefit to you in those shorter outings. But do you think any of your stuff played up when you can kind of let it all out for two innings rather than trying to save it for five, six, seven innings? Um, I, I think the Astros were kind of hoping for to see if I would, instead of averaging, say, 92, maybe maybe average 93 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally didn't really see a spike in velo wise from the pin, but I did notice that my off speed, I was able to, I'm trying to, to put this. I, I didn't have to really, I knew I can only, I'd only had to go out there for an in one plus. Um, so I can focus on maybe trying to make that stuff a little more nasty than usual instead of trying to not necessarily nitpick, but be a little more fine with it. Because, um, I mean, like I said, it's it's a lot easier to pitch one inning with five pitches than it is six innings with five pitches, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say I saw a spike in the, uh, the way my stuff performed, but it was definitely better facing – the lineup one time as opposed to three because now instead of saying the the first time through the lineup maybe I go fastball cutter curveball and then the second time through the lineup add the change up slider um as opposed to going facing one two three four five as now I just throw the whole kitchen sink at them all the time mm-hmm. and you talked about there a little bit a couple questions back in just now about, you know, when, they, when the Astros told you, you know, let's move you to the bullpen, let's see how this works. You didn't want to lose any of those pitches. Is, you know, is the, Astro, are the Astros always looking to like add pitches? You know, they're going to adjust your arsenal at all, you think, going into Major League Spring Training? I don't think they're going to uh, adjust my arsenal. The only thing I, and this is just me predicting my idea. Um, I've noticed with a couple guys, they have started adding sinkers slash two teams, whatever y'all want to call it. Um, but I don't know if they're going to want me to throw that or not. I mean, they may, they may not. I'm not sure, but that would probably be the only thing I could see in that. But at the same time, six pitches, yeah, it's time to throw six pitches, um, but it, that's that's a lot. Um, 
But at the same time, they may add a two-seam to me because I do have a fastball somewhat cuts. I have a cutter, I have a slider, and I have a curve. So everything's kind of going to my glove side and then one change-up that obviously runs. So maybe they want to add something else to the arsenal that goes arm side, but I, they haven't told me anything. So This year when you were in AAA, what pitches did, uh, did your coaches kind of have you – focusing on the most was there any was there any one pitch that you were trying to uh, refine the most and then if you could kind of walk us through how is it you know in the, in the minors you're trying to have success you're trying to win but you also need to work on your stuff so um, is there one they had you had you pitch more often than not and then how did you kind of balance that where you're trying to work on something but also trying to get guys out so the big the biggest thing for me was that I was my cutter for me is kind of my, my bread and butter past years that was the pitch that I could throw in any count anywhere and that was that was my pitch, but I did start getting cutter happy and the hitters started sitting cutter and they started hit. Um, so for me, they wanted me to kind of start throwing my slider a little more to play all that cutter, um, throwing my curveball more in the counts, kind of trusting that um, because that was the two pitches I've I had the most increase in slash more movement in this year was my curveball jumped up probably six, seven miles an hour. My changeup, what was a 69, 72 mile an hour pitch is now like an 80, 84 mile an hour pitch, but it's got a way run and way more sync to it. So by adding those pitches, definitely made the cutter, slider, fastball play better. But again, I was getting real cutter. So it was almost like, hey, let's tone down the cutter. Instead of throwing your cutter 50%, throw it say 35 percent and mix more sliders and everything else into that speaking of you know that coaching um jason bell is the astros minor field coordinator for those who don't know he, he said that you know you and eric abrey have been pretty close like since you've been drafted since you got into the the organization what can you kind of describe about the relationship he was your coach this past year in triple a but he's also been your coach before no i love abrey he's he's super cool he's super just Come laid back. He kind of lets you do what you need to do, what you feel like you have to do. And then if 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 something happens, he he picks the right spot into to jump in. Because I've had him in 2018 when I got drafted, so for short season in in Tri Cities, and then 2021, 2022. But yeah, he's just super cool, calm, collected guy. Let you do your own thing, like I said, unless something has to has been for something. But he'll – I mean, I always call him over if I'm in throw program or a pin. Um, he's actually – me and him kind of mess around back and forth when I'm throwing pins because for me, in order for me to, to fill stuff in my bullpens, the way my off-speed's moving or even my fastball location – I throw it game speed. So I'm throwing bullpens at 89, 92, three miles an hour. And he tells me, he goes, dude, you need to take a break. He said, and then <laughs> he's like, throw a fastball right here. He said, throw, throw a fastball at 76 miles mm-hmm. an hour. I was like, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> um, so you know, like Garrett, the tech guy that was for Sugarland. So from that point forward, and that was like midway through season. So every time I would throw a bullpen after, I would tell the catcher, "Hey, I got a or um, our bullpen catcher Caleb." I was like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna throw in a Bray fastball right here, and I'll just try <laughs> to get it like eighty miles an hour." 
All right, one question that uh, Kenny and I kind of like to ask, it depends on if we're asking talking to a hitter or a pitcher, but I, I like this one for a pitcher. Uh, if there was one pitch from any pitcher in the Astro system that you could take and add to your arsenal, what would it be? Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Um, any pitcher, you said? Any, any pitcher. Uh, let me see. I'm running through pitchers right now in my head trying to think. Um, definitely, I no names coming to my head right now, but definitely somebody that has a, that big, sweepy, hard slur. Like, I'm happy how my cutter moves right now. My cutter is 86, 88, nice, short, sweet. Heater's got a little bit of cut to it, so I wouldn't take anything away from that. Um my change right now, the way it's moving, I like that. So I would either lean towards like either a harder, bigger slider or a faster curveball. So I'm trying to think of some guys who have those. Maybe um, like a maybe like a Lance McCullers type slider curveball that he throws or, or knuckle curve he throws. Yeah, a McCullers, yeah, McCullers slider. Um, I'm trying to think. There's somebody – man, I can't think of who it is, but they throw this – Big bang curve on it's like eighty six miles an hour, and I'm like, man, I just wish I could throw that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, while you think about it, I know you, everyone knows you're a big strikeout guy, and the last two years in Sugarland, the Space Cowboys, and previously the Skeeters brought up like the let let them eat K's whenever you got a strikeout. Do you kind of like you kind of carry that with you? How do you like that? And do you have like a nickname? Is it you know we're gonna get like one coming, you know, coming into spring training? Oh no, man! It's and it's so crazy because I mean, if you look at it's just it's got to be the five pitches, man. Just for the fact that you look at velo as you look at shape wise, I mean, it's it's ninety two. It, it'll probably be ranging from ninety one, ninety four. So I'm, I'm not necessarily blowing fastballs by guys. If I ever blow a fastball by guys, it's probably because they were looking for something soft, but honestly want to say the cutter me being able to spot the cutter up and want to has allowed the other four pitches to play off of that so instead of instead of my pitches playing off my fastball everything else kind of plays off of that cutter so I'm I'm assuming that's why I get so many strikeouts is because they do look at that cutter so much um Anything else, it's just it, I can kind of tunnel it really well off that cutter. But, I mean, as as far as the strikeouts go, I, I really don't – yeah, it, it's in the back of my head how many strikeouts I get. And when the start – when the end of this deal starts rolling around, I'll start looking at those numbers. But, dude, I really don't pay too much attention to it. The big – I'll tell you what, the big stat I was looking at last year because I went the whole 2021 season without one to play anywhere behind me. Wow. So when I got my first double play last year, like five, six weeks into the season, that's the big thing I was celebrating. <laughs> I finally got to play behind me. And so I think I'm... it ended up only getting like four or five double plays or something. Like that <laughs> oh, <here>. wow. <laughs> so I've, I've looked at, all the way back to um... – at least your college days, and I, I can't found or find where you've uh, taken it at bat. Obviously, you don't have to worry about it now. D, you know, DH in both leagues, DH in the minors, everything. But if you were to if you were to step into the box, how do you think you would fare right now? Oh Lord, anything with a nine in front of it, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I get some 
somebody that's maybe like a specialty spinning guy, maybe I might have a chance. But if you, if there's a nine on that fastball, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, since you've been in Sugarland, you know, you've worn some crazy uniforms like the Space Cowboys and the Skeeters, you know, have some crazy jerseys from here and there. Have you have you really like seen one or worn one that you've, you know, liked more than the others? Uh as far as like what promotional jerseys and stuff? Yeah, the like the ones with like the Reptar and like the uh the different puzzle pieces was, and stuff like that. Just gonna say one was pretty cool. Um the one we wore last year, I wanna say it was Snoopy. The Snoopy one was pretty, pretty cool. I'm trying to think what other ones that we had. Um, wasn't a huge fan of the Captain America one. <laughs> what other ones did we have? Uh, Harry Potter one. That's always a classic. Um, Mother's Day ones. Obviously, I, I had to get one with mom when we wore those. Mm-hmm. But yeah, probably the, the Reptar one was pretty cool, and the Snoopy was pretty cool. <laughs> So I asked about, uh, you know, what pitch you would want to take, but kind of transitioning more to the hitters. Um, looking at your time in, in spring training or just in uh, in BP or whatever, uh, who's the hardest hitter that you think you face to this point that's in the Astros system? Uh, it could be it could be someone on the minors. It could be someone at the majors. But who's the, the toughest hitter you faced? Uh, I, I've, when I faced Jokes in spring training, um, him and Hensley were the two guys that I faced. So I actually played against Jokes in, in college. Um, he got drafted in 2017, I'm pretty sure. And then me and Hensley got drafted together in 2018. Um, but and Hensley, those were two tough outs, especially Hensley. And Hensley, this past spring training, was he was a different level in spring training. Everybody kind of noticed that he was starting to really hit the ball good this year. And, you know, kind of looking at some other things, you know, around your personal life brought up hunting a lot. And we know you like to bow hunt. You, you, you did that. You did some bow hunting there in Sugarland too, just in the bullpen. Um, you know, how's that going? And I also heard like a story that you kind of like was trying to show the ropes to Peter Solomon. I don't know if that was true, but like he, he was kind of just struggling with the bow and the bullpen. Uh, oh, I've no, nah, I've never showed, uh, <laughs> I never showed Pete. I know, um, Ross Cup when he was with us, Zach Cup, he he had a bow. Me and him would go shoot a little bit North Houston. I would tell Zumbach, our trainer, I'm like, so what I would do is when whatever day I pitch, so say I pitch Saturday or Sunday, and we had the off day on Monday, um, go shoot my bow, and I would tell our trainer, I'm like, well, that's my arm care that I'm doing for this week. I'm going to shoot my bow because <laughs> every. <laughs> everybody's like, man, is that going to, is that going to hurt your shoulder? I'm like, if you, you pull it back the right way, it's actually all your back and all your, your decelerator muscles that you throw. So by me shooting, it's actually benefiting me by getting all those that posterior stronger. Uh, you know, many, a lot of people don't know, but before you pitched at Mississippi state, you had three years at Tulane. Um, this is just a fun question just for college football world, but you know, Tulane won the cotton bowl, beat USC, uh, last week, you know, was that kind of big for your former school? And did you watch the game? No, I actually didn't watch the game, but it's it's crazy. I don't know who who the coach is over there now, but when I was there, they it was it was a baseball school when I was there. I'm sure I haven't kept up a hand, um, but no, it, it it's 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 awesome to see that that program finally like building its way up because when I was there, they weren't the new stadium just got there. Um, 
but they they struggled when I was over there. So that's it's it's good to see that that football program finally picking back up. All right, JP. Well, I think that's all we got, man. I appreciate you, uh, you know, taking some time out of your off season to chat with us. Uh, and good luck with the rest of the off season and the uh, the baby on the way. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, man. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. So if you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you back for our next episode of the Astros Future Podcast covering your Astros in the minor league system.